Hey everyone, back here today, episode 11 of the Icebox podcast. We are ready to talk about some platinum medallion talk, some PC stuff, talking about Ortiz, about Jordan, Kobe, talk about maybe some some rumors, uh, some potential breaking news for you guys that we may have uncovered right before uh, recording this podcast. Is the PWCC monthly auction dead? Uh, we are not 100% sure on this, but are eager to report. And anyways, Matt, how are you doing today? Good. Um, yeah, really kind of surprised when I logged into my PWCC account this morning and did not see a monthly auction tab. Um, instead, it was a Sunday auction, right? Or a yeah, it said su- no, it said Sunday or it might have said weekly Sunday auction. Yeah. So it seems like they're moving away from the monthly and we're going to get like a weekly, maybe less cards, more spread out. I don't it's know. probably like they, it's kind of weird because it seems like a hybrid of monthly auction and how they used to do eBay. Because now it's like everything's going to end on one day. But yeah, and the only, it, on, but they also are doing, um, 20% buyer's premium on this too, as opposed to the monthly auction where they didn't. Yeah, guys, be research. Look this up. Um, by the time this podcast comes out and gets to you guys, like gets uploaded to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everything, maybe they'll have said something. But at the time of filming this, and this is on Wednesday, the 22nd, they have not given any official notice. And it's weird because if you click on the weekly Sunday tab it shows all the results from december monthly and it look shows the days of all the december monthlies by sport but it's called weekly sunday so i don't know what's going on but it does it looks like the monthly is going away which we were sad about because we like the monthly auction it's kind of fun i I kind of described it before we started filming as the fun of the golden auctions and all that but for the common man who uh, can't afford those type of auction uh, cards. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, and even when I look at PWCC right now, if I hit my uh, purchases, it says I bought nothing in the monthly premiere, which is correct. I bought nothing in the fixed price, which is correct. And then I bought four cards in the weekly Sunday. (laughs) So, which I bought four cards in the monthly. So it must, they must be just be transitioning it all over, which is really interesting. I think they might be trying to, instead of having 20,000 items end in like three-day span, maybe it's, oh, we do, yeah, what, five Sundays in a month, four Sundays in a month, and then spread it out more so you get more eyes on each item because there was a lot of steals in the monthly auction that people were getting, which is great for buyers, but. I would not send a card of mine to PWCC to be in their auction. I would be too scared to do that. Yeah, I think that's the big issue. And interestingly, it didn't seem like they had a shortage of cards. Now, granted, I have no idea how many cards they used to move on eBay, but like 20,000 is a big number. For all I know, they could have had 40,000, you know, a month on eBay. And like, I just didn't know, but seems like they have a lot, but definitely deterrent the the how low stuff was going on steals and i'll be interested if buyers premium 
almost artificially gets people to pay too much for some stuff. And yeah. I'll be interested to see if that happens. Yeah. Also, it's going to be a mess for comps because <laughs> comp, uh, you know, you're going to have to really look because the comps for common day cards are going to have buyer's premiums on them now. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Just something we wanted to touch on before before we got started, just in case, you know, we are cool and the first reporters. So, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. There's nothing on PWCC's like Instagram, Twitter, but their website has definitely changed. If you're listening to this, like, yeah, go check it out for yourself. It's definitely different. So Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it up as soon as possible after in, in hopes. But, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, maybe an announcement coming soon or something. But, yeah, definitely something to pay attention to. Yeah. So, we wanted to talk about that. I... Matt, have you ever graded with SGC recently? Have you graded with SGC in the past like three months? Uh, yeah, I just got a sub back like two weeks ago, maybe. Three I was amazed how fast it comes back. Are they faster? Because mine took a while. Oh, really? Yeah, mine took uh, two months, maybe. Oh, uh, mine might have taken. Which I guess isn't too bad, but I think it's longer than their like expected time or, or whatever they have. So my cards were received by SGC November 16th and the grades pop December 17th. So in one month. Oh, wow. Isn't that's that great? Good. Yeah, that's very good. It's like 30 bucks a card or 25 bucks a card or something through Nash cards. Like that was awesome. Yeah, that's very fast. What did you think of their grading on your sub? Like, we might have talked about this before, but at least now I have a little bit better opinion. Granted, it's a small sample, only five cards, but I did look those cards over very thoroughly. So I I have kind of opinions. Yeah. What were your opinions on it? I've subbed now twice with them, but what were your opinions? Um, I don't know. I, I don't mind their grading. I just don't think I would ever crack an SGC card and like resubmit really. Too it, risky. Un- unless I like saw it in person and could like really tell. But yeah, it seems like it is kind of risky because they are like a little bit inconsistent. And I have seen multiple people that do say that the tuxedo kind of does hide a little bit of the flaws. And I think sometimes the tuxedo can like overlap like the edges of oh. the car- a little bit it's like you can't see it like completely that's what i had happened to a buddy he cracked a card and there was an edge issue that like he didn't even see because interesting uh, yeah it was um i think it was like an sgc9 and he said it was if he subbed it he said it was going to be like a psa5 probably because that edge and it, the tuxedo like kind of hit it a little bit so i don't yeah, their grading is like kind of eh. like if PSA ever goes lower, there's no chance SGC gets any of my cards. I I uh, I agree. Inconsistency is kind of my issue. Yeah, I, I sent like in early 2020, like May 2020, a sub to SGC like before, or maybe it was as they were getting shut down from being overloaded, but um. And it was like Topps 2020 baseball cards, like a box I had bought like in late February. 
like just before everything. And some of those got graded harsh. Like I looked these over and I was buying a ton of raw cards on eBay to like send out for grading at this time, you know, as we did back in the day. And I was just buying a ton of raw cards and I'd get all these raw cards in and I'd sell the ones that didn't look the best or, you know, and then I would just sell them in lots like, and then I'd send in the good copies and I got some nines, like not nine fives, like these nines on these paper cards that like I'd looked over and they look great. And I was like, wow, like they're kind of tough. But then I just got this sub back and I sent in these two Ortiz, like 2013 tops SPs, which are decently big cards, like two to $300 cards. And if you know, you know, but they're, they're, they're it's a valuable SP. And one of, the, I think it would have been a PSA eight and a PSA nine, or maybe a PSA nine and a PSA nine. Like I PSA kind of grades notable cards or cards that are worth more a little tougher i think yeah and they do then they do junk and i think sgc is more on the money they use the same standards regardless of the caliber of the card and maybe it's just like in my head i don't know if you're like this when i see like a high value dollar value card i grade it tougher in my mind because i expect psa to grade it tough because it's a more valuable card yeah definitely i don't know i I slipped out an SGC 10 and SGC nine on those two. And one of the, and they both had edge wear. Like it's weird. So it's, we're talking about white borders, but there is like a little rough on the white border, like almost like not quite the same, but you know, the Gretzky OPG rookie. Uh, yes. Do you know how it has left edge whiting on a lot of the copies? No, I didn't. I didn't know that, but. They often have like from the cut, it's like a rough cut on like all of them. So like you could get like a PSA nine and still have it just because it's like kind of like how 2004 tops Chrome, they let the centering slide on the back, even though like, because it's, it's impossible for it to actually be good on those basketball cards. Yeah. My LeBron 2004 tops Chrome is like 90, 10 probably. Yeah. And, and and you could get a PSA 10, I think, with a 90-10 on the back because I yeah. think they let it go. But this is a set that I don't think has any of those known issues. And it has like a, a decently messed up edge. It just looks like it was cut weird. And it got an SGC 10. And I was like, I mean, I was pretty happy. Other stuff was like I had a canvas McDavid. It was like got a 10. I did not think that would have ever gotten a PSA 10. Like it was like 9.5 quality to me. And about your Luca too. Yeah, my Luca Black Box, which is a Chronicles, not out of two forty nine cards, a rookie. Got a PS, got an SGC nine. That would not have gotten a PSA nine. No, no chance. It was honestly, I will say, when I bought it, I bought it from a guy because it was like a cleaner copy, like a, and those can be beat. But it has all black borders, and the entire surface of the card is black too. So, I mean, it's like you're asking for it. So I thought a nine was excellent to be perfectly honest. And then I got a nine on a thunderclap Griffey, which that would have been a PSA eight. That would have been a PSA eight because I don't think they're handing a nine out on that card, but that's a really clean example, like probably eight, five, nine quality in like true grading. I don't know. They just kind of came in like a half tick high on like most stuff for me. Yeah. Your grader must've just had a, amazing morning or something yeah they were they're feeling good but 
it's it, the service is pretty good with how fast it comes back. Yeah, yeah, that a month is really impressive. That actually surprises me, but because yeah, recently before I subbed, they had announced how, hey guys, like it might take us a little longer than we thought, but then yeah, I don't know. Lo and behold, I guess you get lucky. I think there's a lot of fun and games that goes around. I don't think stuff's actually taken in the chronological order it comes in and you can get lucky or get screwed, but that's a conspiracy theory though. I don't think there's any chance that stuff is, well, I know for a fact stuff is not chronological for PSA. Yeah. I think they just kind of have a mess of stuff and they're like, we'll take this box today. And then so it goes. Well, what I heard is that they just have like a massive warehouse and it's pretty much like does an employee walk in and grab your box that's like, that's kind of what i imagine yeah yeah that's like pretty much just like so someone probably has you know 2003 tops chrome lebron just like sitting in the corner of psa's shed just <laughs> waiting to be graded or something and they're taking care of 2019 uh, hoops premium yep and mosaic and yeah mosaic how could i forget that's the thing that surprises me about kind of going back to pwcc there is a lot of like really good cards there's a lot of junk as well like i saw a danny green a danny green mosaic silver psa 10 danny green was graded yeah psa yeah psa 10 i was like i don't know if you could and at the time i don't think you could have gotten for less than 15 dollars Oh, no, I don't think so. At that point, I think 15. Well, maybe 12. Maybe 12. Yeah, maybe but 12. You, but, but we were gone with that 7 or $8. Like, you were moving up at that point in the price yeah. department. Yeah, and I I think... Well, Paying $12 to grade that. And there was a ton of CSG. Um, CSG? CSG NFL veteran base cards. Like there was like a 2020 JJ Watt prism. Oh my gosh. I did see this. Yeah. There didn't you see there was like a hundred of them. I actually saw, I saw only one of these and I thought who you should have looked them up. There was like probably a hundred of them and they were all like 7.5 to nines. Yes. I wonder prism. I wonder who graded this. I wonder if it was all one person. I saw a 2020 or 2019 contenders base Kevin Durant in the pose with the the you saw me the listeners it's the one with the basketball just hip that's on 20 million cards um one of those a base contenders base contenders literally trash and it was an CGC 8.5 I was like I can't believe that isn't a slab that's like worthless. That's worth like $1, maybe, maybe less. Oh, yeah. Here's that lot. I just sold a lot on eBay of Kevin Durant. That pose is used in his zero gravity optic hollow, his prism base card, his, <laughs> his chronicles base card, his illusions base card, his mosaic base card, his hoops premium base card, and his hoops premium insert. And his normal hoops card. Yep, it's literally everything. That yeah, pose is a meme. And it's a pose that sucks. Like if it was like an 
awesome like posterized dunk or something, then like okay, you might be able to get away with it. But that pose is terrible. I don't understand how they couldn't Photoshop a picture that already existed and put the Nets jersey on him. Oh, and yeah. then like they're definitely are capable of doing that. There's fans on Twitter that I see that just like do that for fun, and it like yeah. actually looks pretty good. Like they could have easily done that. Yeah, that was one of the worst. I think Clay had some bad pictures like that too, but it was not as oh. iconic as the terrible uh, Kevin Durant ones. Oh, yeah, terrible. Speaking of, oh, go ahead, shoot. It reminds me of the LeBron revolution, kind of. It is. It's the same, except it'd be like if that was every card. The 2018 revolution, LeBron. The one that we've yeah. talked about on here is selling for 100. It's the same post. That's actually slightly better somehow. Yeah, it's a little bit better, but yeah, definitely. And they didn't use it on every single card. So I think that maybe is why it's slightly better. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of uh, products that are of questionable quality, um, I found some, some cards in the wild for the first time in two years, and it was uh, very exciting. Found oh, some retail. Yeah, well, it was so I went to a, I was in a Target, and I fa- and I while I was there, I figured I might as well take a look at the uh, at the card aisle, which is now a sad state. I don't know if you've been in a Target looking for cards anytime actually, in the last two two years. I actually was yesterday, just because like I was at Target, so I just was your card aisle cannibalized by gift cards. Now it's half gift yeah. cards, and the one yeah. that I would do, it's terrible. Yeah. And then the other quarter, another quarter of it is Magic the Gathering. And then you're left with a quarter of, of, of miscellaneous junk. It's another 10% that's Pokemon, too. Yeah, and then you're down like 15% of what used to be uh, the card aisle is now like sports cards. It used to be like 70 or 80% sports and cards. The sports cards is mostly those like plastic cubes that are like 1990s base like repacks do you get yes those? yeah those are there well yeah. all that i saw there were only a couple things that were there there was 2020 or 2021 tops update blasters which i think is considered not a good product so i i, I guess i shouldn't be surprised that those were there i think that's not a good product and then there were a couple blasters of OPG Platinum Hockey, which is like Topps Chrome, effectively. Let's just call it Topps Chrome Hockey. It's effectively that, except it's just OPG is the brand. Yeah. But that was actually pretty nice. And I mean, I, I mean, unless I screwed up how much it was, I'm pretty sure it was still 20 bucks. And like 20 bucks and you got like five, four card packs of like Chrome cards and you got some refractors and like cool cards and was a fun rep and for 20 bucks just like it used to be and it was it was nice those grant i don't think you know like so i got my little stack of cards here and i'm pretty sure i got one two three four five six seven seven parallels out of 20 cards so uh do with that what you will about (laughs) how many parallels there are yeah is it worth the most no but but it's fun and there were like a couple, there were like three or four. And like, I just bought one because I don't know, I didn't want to spend more than $20, but I just bought one for fun. And there are like $30 on or $25 on eBay. So like, I apparently they're worth maybe slightly more, but it's nice to see stuff on the shelves. But yeah, like you said, 
Did you have any, did you try to, did you buy anything from your card aisle or was it just, you saw the sorry site? No, there was, yeah, there was absolutely nothing. I spent like five seconds in there. Yeah. It was a, well, it's, was, I don't know about you, but I, I don't like, I feel weird lingering in the card aisle. So I try to pass through in a, a quick fashion, that, you know, g- give a quick scan. Yeah. That's how I feel too. It feels weird. Just like standing there. Yeah, it does. It all it, it used to feel weird and it feels even weirder now that I'm older. But yeah, and like they jam that like card that. aisle in too. It's right next to the register. Yep, yeah, that's how it is for me too. And I feel like now those like card people kind of have like a bad rap too, like among like normal people in Target. Like it's yeah. like, oh, you're camping out for eight hours to wait for the restocker to get you some select blasters or something like i don't want to be looked at as that person yeah that's true but now you can hide and pretend you're looking at the 50 percent gift cards that was the busiest i've ever seen the card aisle but it's because the people were just camping out for the gift cards and they were inspecting the giant wall it was a sad sight uh but at least the cards are back in some capacity maybe there'll be a return apparently no one likes magic the gathering because that was fully stocked Yep. Yes. I, I saw that too. You know, what was really interesting was at the service desk, um, there was a sign that said no returns accepted on all trading cards. And it was like, even if they are unopened. So I wonder how much I- trouble this place, these places have been put through over people doing stupid stuff with <laughs> trading cards. Yeah. Well, I wonder if some of these retail flippers, like, bought like 30 chronicles blasters or something and now realize they're going to lose money so they want to return them that's possible or they just repacked them and yeah sealed it yeah that too i think it could be a mixture of both and i'm having it i'm not gonna lie to you i am shocked that they carry any cards because for a company like target to have to deal with the hassle of this much trouble over a couple of products they sell that retail space is so valuable. People will be lining up to get their products on those shelves. Like, and then, and yet they deal oh, with the yeah. trouble of keeping these cards on the shelves, despite other products that you could easily sell that no one would ever have any trouble with. Like, yeah. I don't know, you could sell literally anything there and like, it would be a good, and it would sell well. But now, I don't know. They, happy That's they persevere. Yeah, that space that they put the cards in is a pretty valuable space. It's right next to the registers, and it's very yeah. visible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see yeah. it when you walk to the back of the store. You have to walk by it unless you go, like, into the back of the store. Yeah, there's definitely a reason they put the gift cards there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you put the gift cards in, like, a good spot. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but I wanted to talk about that because it's nostalgic. It's fun. Yeah. Next. Did you? I want to talk a little about the platinum medallion. So I kind of want to get your opinion on all this. So we've been talking a little about these platinum medallions. There was a Jordan platinum medallion that sold. Do you know what year that was? No. Here, I'll see if I can find it. Oh, it's 96. Okay, perfect. 1996 platinum medallion, Jordan. So a platinum medallion, for those of you who don't know, is a Fleer Ultra parallel that I don't know if it has it on it, 
Exactly, but it's it's print runs a hundred. It's an out of a hundred card, but I don't think it was printed on the card explicitly. But everyone knows it's out of a hundred. PSA ten went for twenty nine k on a Jordan, which is huge, huge money. It is a rare insert, but we've been talking a little about this David Ortiz platinum medallion that's been. You know, it's a David Ortiz rookie from 1997 Flair Ultra. So a year after the Jordan baseball. And it's, I've been looking for three or four years for these. And I apparently one sold in 2020 and I missed it. But this is only the second one to sell since 2016. The second one that will sell since then. That's insane. And it's currently all the way up at $4,800 for a BGS 9.5. I don't know, Matt, what, what are your kind of impressions on that? Wait, it's a BGS 8.5. 8.5, yeah, 8.5. Oh, did I misspeak? You said 9.5. Oh, it's yeah. not 9.5. 9.5 would be a, a lot better. No, it's an 8.5. And it looks actually pretty okay for an 8.5. Like, it's not like a trashy 8.5. Yeah, yeah, it looks fine. Um, yeah, what's interesting is I'm looking at these Jordan sales. And so the 1996 is the one that you mentioned, PSA 10. Mm-hmm. Not numbered, but it's like, but it is, it is out of 100. I'm almost positive. Yeah. So what's interesting though, is the 1997 one, that one also sold at PWCC, a BGS nine did 10 K. That's pretty good. But that, 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 that is arguably a stronger sale. Yeah. But what's interesting is that one is numbered out of a hundred. Oh, well, what the heck? Like that one actually has a serial number? A stamp on it that says, it's, yeah, 36 of 100. Oh, it, it says what it's out of, too. See, the Ortiz yeah, says, uh, doesn't. Yeah, Ortiz what Ortiz doesn't have an. It's 97. It's the same as that, MJ. But it, it does not have a number printed. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, this listing also says that only seven of these Ortiz Platinum Medallions have been graded, which wow. leads you to believe that they are more SP than 100. You know what's interesting about that Jordan that went for 29? What? That is a PSA 10, but it looks like it's a Pop 10. Yeah, Pop 8, Pop 8. Oh, it is a pop eight. I'm surprised that eight of the hundred gemmed, to be perfectly honest with you. Fleer, I don't know if you've ever owned many Fleer yeah. Ultra cards. Fleer Ultra cards have dark borders on all sides and chip very easily. Like I've owned many in Ortiz. They chip. Yes. Look, this is one thing that actually made me kind of frustrated with PWCC. Their pop report. You know how they include that under the title? Yeah. Oh, that's wrong. The card ladder has a different number. Yeah, this is eight. and I just I just scanned the back, and it is eight. Even though PWCC says it's one of ten. And with my LeBron optic preview that I bought, mm-hmm. they said it was one of 12, I believe. Mm-hmm. And when you actually scan it and look at PSA, it's actually one of nine. I mean, I guess that's good for you. Yeah, that one was good for me. And I guess so is this one. But, yeah, it's very interesting that they got that wrong somehow. But these are strong sales. 
Um, and I think it's kind of interesting. The Ortiz is interesting because like the platinum medallion goes for so much more. Like a gold medallion PSA nine, which I mean, it's slightly, it's better grade than than that platinum is. But a gold medallion Ortiz yeah. did five hundred and fifty in PSA nine. So I mean, this is going to go for like ten x that. I'm trying to and find how much. Did, how much did what? The Ortiz do you said it did five fifty. The gold medallion PSA nine. Yeah, it did so five fifty. Yeah, but those are way less rare. Yeah, so this one. So what do you think the Ortiz does? Like six. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I was thinking two, at one point, and then now I feel like an idiot for suggesting that it could have been two. But that's just because one hasn't sold in so long. And and yeah, if you're in these markets like Ortiz, I've watched his market a ton. All of his stuff is is up recently. I think on potential Hall of Fame induction, but his market is definitely catching some heat. I just sold a buyback autograph of Ortiz. Who I don't know. Do you buy many baseball cards? Um, I mean it. Yeah, a decent amount, but nothing. Yeah, not really anything like that necessarily. He signs for every product. Literally every product has Ortiz autos in it. I'm trying to think of a comparison. It's like people used to say about Kobe. Like, you know how like they're like there are Kobe autos and like literally everything. Yeah. That's David Ortiz autos. And I sold just a random buyback auto of him for $150 or $135 the other day. There was oh, yeah. like a, and that was like, I bought that card a couple of years ago for like $70 or like $60, like right after it released. And like, that's the type of stuff that's not supposed to go up in value like that. So yeah. there's definitely he, and like, you, I, that's not the type of car you buy if you want it to go up in value. Like that's the card you buy if you just want to have something. But what do you think about this, Matt? So we got that Kobe P or the, Jordan PSA 10 29K that Ortiz is at 4,800. And then a Kobe PSA 7 Platinum Medallion Rookie, $3,700 it sold for. PSA 7 Platinum Medallion Rookie Kobe Bryant. I mean, that seems kind of cheap. That's what I expected you to say. That was my first instinct, too. What do you think it seems cheap relative? The Jordan, the Ortiz, or both? Um, I think especially Ortiz. I think it seems way cheap compared to Ortiz because Kobe is infinity times more culturally relevant than Ortiz will ever be. And I agree. I agree. But this is what I expect you to say, which is where I wanted to bring up the point that I think maybe it's a little closer than we think in terms of fair, but I think this Kobe is cheap. Like that seems really cheap because PSA seven is, I think, respectable on that card. I think well, that's I mean, about average. Yeah. I think that's like, I, I, I bet a ton of them are that condition, but what I wanted to I say mean, about the Oh, go ahead. Did you see the Ortiz? Like, did you look at the back of it? Yeah, I think. I think, okay? if you cracked the, I think if you cracked the Ortiz 8.5, it'd probably get a PSA seven. There's a big edge issue on that one edge. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would. It's the corners are a little white. I mean, I'm going to, my 8.5 gold medallion looks a, 
a little better than this. And I would say it's a very solid A5. Yeah, this is probably a PSA 7. Especially, like we said before, on like a good card. Like PSA grades, good cards, tough. Yeah. Also, the Ortiz, that's... Did you see the pop on that? Or did you... Yeah, did I did. Look up the... mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's zero PSA, four BGS, two 8.5s, two 9s, a 9 on July 10 of this year did 4,000. What? Wait, I never even knew that comp existed. Okay, but then listen to this. This is insane. A 9 on June 27 did $780 on Golden. A, a Platinum? Yep. A Platinum Medallion? BGS 9 did $700? Oh, it brings me right to the comp. $780. For a platinum. And it had the NBA silver diamond. Not that. Well, and this is, I suppose, the case in point for all of you listening out there of why there are really steals on marketplaces. Because I have been looking for this card for three to four years. And I didn't see it because it was on Golden and not eBay. And that... I would have bought all day at $700. I I would have bought that. Um, I'm a little sad, actually, because I would have bought that for $700 because I've wanted one because that's my favorite Ortiz rookie. And keep in mind, this is why that card is worth so much and why that is such a low comp and why it's maybe better compared to the Kobe. And it's something to be thinking about for older players, but not so much modern guys, is that Ortiz had two rookies in his rookie year, two sets. Fleer and Fleer Ultra was the only sets that made Ortiz rookies. So unlike Kobe, who was like 10 million, Ortiz had two rookies and he had one rookie auto. And that was all he had his rookie year. Isn't that nuts? So what do Ortiz rookie autos do? Do those do pretty high? I'm assuming. I have, it's not the prettiest card here. I'll pull one up to show you. Sorry. The listeners can't. Can't see it. It's from Donruss Signature Series. I have a rookie auto Ortiz. So there's a red version, which is non-numbered. There's a, a green colored one that is out of a thousand. And then there's a blue one that's out of a hundred. And I have one of I the know. ones that's out of a thousand. Yeah, that's kind of an ugly card. Yeah, it is. I Well, I wanted to sell mine to buy the platinum medallion when I was always my thinking is I could unload that autograph and get the platinum down. I think the autograph is undervalued um, for what it's, it's actually. Honestly, it's one of those ones where it's like, it's kind of ugly, but like. It's also it's the only of, one. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Like. I love I how know. he signed it, not on the autograph window on every single card. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, like for older guys, this is, I guess, kind of similar to the Tom Brady, where like some years there are just like almost none that exist. It yeah. just because just because he was not a big name. But anyways, I wanted to talk about those platinum medallions. I thought that was kind of cool. Some cool cards. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what the Ortiz does tonight. I can't yeah, believe that one. I, I think that's why I tell people. I maybe we can get your take on this too. Personally, I would not send a card to Golden unless it was worth more than a hundred thousand. Uh 
maybe I draw the line at like, I don't know if I'd want to send a 50K card though, because like 50K they might not care about. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is like 100. I, my gut was going to say 50 to 75 would probably be okay, but especially nothing that's sub 5,000. Sub 5,000, lost. Yeah, did you see that uh, Marquise Brown select one of one sold on Golden for like $200? It's like, really? who sends that to Golden? Yeah, like why would, you, why would you send that to Golden? It's an eBay or PWCC card right there. Yeah, that's like an eBay, like, like I put now best offer and just list it. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to do special with something like that. But I mean, it's a nice card. Like, it's a good wide receiver and a one of one. But man, sending that thing to Golden. Wow. Well, apparently that's what we've proven here is that Golden is uh, questionable for like, man, I really do wish I had not missed that card because that's awesome. Yeah, wow. I think. I think that type of statement is going to be really common now that we have like ebay auctions only all auctions golden auctions heritage auctions pwcc auctions uh stuff is on com c yeah i mean that's six of them right there like that spread things out and you can easily miss stuff yeah, you sure can. I think you're right. I think that's a good takeaway for this from this. Yeah, some somebody should make a website where you can search I, and it pulls up from any platform. I saw a YouTube ad for that kind of product yesterday. Really? I don't know what it was. I saw a YouTube ad for something that would it was for it was obviously when I was watching a sports card video, but it was uh talking about a platform that you that their product that you could search and it would search across all platforms for that, you for that card yeah i i know uh 130 point um if they just came out with one where it takes it's for comps not like current stuff listed but it takes uh ebay comps pwcc comps in my slabs comps oh wow oh that's pretty cool and only alt um only alt has pwcc comps only alt comps, eBay comps, and I want to say one more. But only alt does a pretty good job as far as like comping things goes. That's pretty good though. That's nice. Yeah. It's just finding the current stuff that's a little harder. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the next time we'll figure out what that company is so we can share it if it's any good. Yeah. I would definitely be down to test it out and see. That'd be really. Yeah. We can go on the hunt. We can go on the hunt for the listeners. Find it. Yeah. yeah, maybe next week. Report back, episode 12. But yeah, I don't know, Matt, yeah, you got anything else you want to add? or? Uh, No, I think episode 12 will be like a yearly recap. Um, So that'll be interesting. Because uh, it's been a, not even this year, but it's been an insane last two years of like. Absolutely episodes. insane. I'm excited to get yeah. into it. Who knows? Maybe next time we can do a little bonus prep, get like a little timeline of things, some little bring up some yeah. fun moments and reflect, reflect on things. We can look at some all time highs on some cards and some of our best buys, some of our worst buys, stuff like that could be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, well, so yeah, we'll pencil so that in. That, yeah. 
that'll be here next week. So. All right. And we'll talk to you guys again next week.